0: They're sort of like my mortal enemy now. there's a bad encounter today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so.
1: Lucky you're not allergic.
0: I did that. Uh, uh, well finding out <laughs> while I got after I got stung that I'm not allergic
1: mm-hmm.
0: wasn't probably the best way. <laughs> probably something I should have looked into before <laughs>
1: I was just looking at your face in the video just to make
0: sure nothing was swelling too crazy. Your nose is more swollen than mine from all the blowing.
1: Yeah. Irritated sinus.
0: All right, booty. Hi, welcome to the Higher Theories podcast. Dive deep with us into recent and past conspiracy theories, special events, and everything strange. I am one of your hosts, Jamie.
1: And I'm Katrina
0: so episode one the moon landing and mermaids uh how this episode will go today is um we're gonna first discuss the moon landing the facts given to the public the theories behind it and wrap it up with our personal theories then we'll switch hosts
1: and i will dive into the world of the mermaid the theory behind it possible sightings and wrap it around (laughs) (laughs) We wrap it up with our personal theories (laughs)
0: sit back we welcome you to the higher theories podcast so you've heard of the moon landing right
1: yeah
0: do you, do you believe that it happened do you know when it happened yeah no. all right let me tell you <laughs> july 20th 1969 the apollo 11 was the first manned spacecraft to land humans on the moon's surface commanded by astronaut neil armstrong lunar module pilot buzz Aldrin, and command module pilot Michael Collins have you heard of any of those guys probably just Neil yeah yeah Buzz Aldrin he's pretty famous though you've probably heard of him
1: No, I've heard of Buzz Lightyear.
0: Buzz Lightyear, yes, but he did not go... Well, I can't (laughs) say he didn't go to the moon, but he was not on the Apollo 11. (laughs) Uh, Okay, anyway. We're going to skip past the launch, as that doesn't contain too many variables with the conspiracy, other than uh, it didn't happen. Uh, So the facts given to the public go like this. Uh, The crew landed on the surface of the moon at approximately 2.17pm Central Time. Six hours and 37 minutes later, Neil Armstrong then spoke those famous words. Do you know what those words were? No. Oh, come on. Those famous words. One small... Step. One small step for... Man. Man. <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. Right? Pretty pretty popular saying, but I guess some people don't necessarily know it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Buzz Aldrin took communion while on the Apollo 11, while sitting on the moon's surface? Like while still in the Apollo 11? No. Yeah. Didn't you hear about that? Do you know what communion is? No. Yeah. No? Communion, it's like a, it's, um, it's an act or instance of sharing uh, a Christian sacrament in which uh concentrated... Bread and wine are consumed as memorials of Christ's death or as symbols for the realization of spiritual union between Christ and communicants. About 19 minutes after Neil stepped foot on the surface, Lunar Module Pilot Buzz Aldrin stepped foot onto the unknown surface to join his partner. While Buzz and Neil were down on the moon's surface, Command Module Pilot Michael Collins was orbiting the moon in the return ship. Can you imagine that? Like, not being... You're just floating up there watching the first two dudes step on the moon's surface and you're just up up on the ship. Like, you're not a part of it too much. I mean, he's definitely a big part of it, but...
1: I'd still feel left out.
0: Right? I'd feel, like, pretty left out. I'd definitely feel pretty damn left out.
1: Like, what if I want to touch the moon?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, at least... <laughs> t- yeah, touch the moon, pee on the moon sometimes. Would you not want, okay? You're not a guy, so maybe not. You wouldn't, uh. <laughs> to the guys out there, how many of you would want to pee on the moon? Oh, wow.
1: Freeze your pee pee off.
0: Oh, shit, I didn't think about that. Yes, <laughs> never mind. Let's not pee on the moon. <laughs> so, Buzz and Neil would then spend the next two hours and 25 minutes exploring the outside of the Apollo 11. While exploring, they would collect moon rocks and dust, totaling 47.5 pounds. While on the surface, they took photographs and videos of the moon's surface, along with that one famous photo of the Earth. Have you seen that one photo? Where it's like just peeking over the moon's horizon, and you see like half the Earth, nice and round over it. Round. The Earth was round. (laughs) Just gotta clarify for some people up there that the Earth was round. (laughs) The two said about walking on the moon's surface that it was actually easier than imagined and in their training course. The two then planted the lunar flag assembly in the moon's surface, which contained the flag of the United States. President Nixon actually had a phone call with the astronauts while they were on the surface. The president was quoted saying, this must be the most important phone call ever made from the White House. After their mission on the moon, it was now time to get back to Earth. Buzz entered first. Lugging up all the moon rocks was apparently not an easy task, but was done. Next came Neil. With both astronauts loaded into the return vessel, they started by lightening the load. Without the need for a few items or tools, they proceeded to dump out their PLSS backpacks, lunar overshoes, an empty camera, and a few unneeded tools. Before liftoff, while moving around in the spacecraft, Buzz Aldrin accidentally damaged the circuit breaker that would arm the main engine. Can you imagine doing that? Breaking the, the main circuit breaker to, to get you guys home?
1: I would feel like I was in prison.
0: <laughs> Kinda wish you were Michael Collins up on that return ship right now, <laughs> eh? <laughs> I Definitely would feel like They were now obviously concerned with being trapped on the moon's surface with no way to launch. In the end, a felt tip pen was enough to activate the switch engaging the main engines. After 21 and a half hours on the moon's surface, they left for Earth. Don't you think they'd be pretty damn tired after spending 21 and a half hours on the surface? A felt tip pen? Yeah, like a pen. A pen. I, know,
1: I know what you mean. A pen but was it just, used. It just sounds impossible.
0: Well, no, like, if you take, say, one of the keys off this laptop, right, you'll see the little, like, you know. I don't think it was like he, like, broke it and it cracked and the electronics were broken and then a felt test pen was enough to, like, make it work. I think they just, like, busted off the switch, like, say, like, the control key here. And then a pen was able to just... Because he wouldn't have been able to press it with his big gloves on, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, have, they have big gloves on, they can't just you know, willy-nilly handle things. Apparently right before they launched though, Buzz was able to look back for a brief second to see the flag get toppled over from the exhaust from the Apollo 11. The return trip went by well with no major errors. They splashed down in the ocean and a rescue team was sent to the capsule's location. The astronauts were quarantined for 21 days for safety measures. So that's the gist of the moon landing and what the public was given knowledge of. Now, let's jump into public conspiracy theories on the matter. So, have you heard of any theories about the moon landing?
1: It wasn't real.
0: It wasn't real. All right. Why wasn't it real?
1: (laughs) Well, one of the guys that worked for the company for a while, I can't remember what year it was, it actually um, came out with some evidence as well, um, stating that it was all a hoax. Okay.
0: What well, was his evidence? That it was a hoax? Uh,
1: well, he stated that, uh, they didn't have enough equipment to make it to the moon. Mm. Well, not really just to the moon, but to the moon and back to Earth.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Like, technology as well, yeah. probably. Hmm. Alright, so... So many people think that some or most of the moon landing was faked or staged by NASA. Some of the theories suggest that most or all of the photos and videos were faked or taken on a set similar to the ones they used in training. One theory on why NASA faked the moon landing was for the space race with the Soviet Union. Landing on the moon would gain a ton of fame and power for the United States. Although conspiracies exist, the Soviet Union even posted in the third edition of the Great Soviet Encyclopedia about the moon landing, stating the achievement to be factual. But they placed it third behind the launch of Sputnik in 1957 and Yuri Gagarin's flight in 1961. So if the Soviet Union said we landed on the moon, did we? No. No? Even if the the people we were in uh, a race with to get to the moon, they were like, all right, you guys, don't you think that if they had any ability to to say no, they would have?
1: Well, there is the president, when the president wanted that, he had goals. Oh, Nixon?
0: I think yeah. it was Nixon. No, it was uh, Kennedy. That was Kennedy, I think. Yeah. In
1: uh, 1961. Yeah, around that
0: time. Do you remember what his goal was?
1: Uh he wanted uh, his goal was actually a landing man on the moon and safely return him back to Earth.
0: Uh, uh so okay, so like they faked it so that his promise would be uh, like fulfilled. Suc-
1: yeah, successful.
0: That makes, that
1: makes oh, pretty sense. A, a, a felt tip pen. <laughs> <laughs> a felt tip pen.
0: Well, I mean, uh, that could be a pretty good theory, actually. I've definitely seen that theory online, for sure. Another theory was NASA's funding was running dry. They needed a reason to pour more money into the program. NASA had reportedly raised $30 billion to go to the moon. Many people claim that money might have been used for many things, like hush money to pay a few people off. What do you think about that? Do you think NASA? That
1: could be another thing.
0: NASA that just could paid be some reason. some people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey Neil, here's a, uh, here's five million, or not, not think like thirty billion. Here's a hundred million, Neil. Tell people we landed on the moon, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. That could make sense. Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, That'd be a lot of people with $30 billion dollars? That's a lot. And I don't know, you don't see any proof of Neil like rolling in a spacecraft right now with this <laughs> you know, $30 million dollar spacecraft. All theories claim that all NASA employees are obviously lying about facts and evidence. Most also claim that the technology was not advanced enough to get us to the moon, as we have more technology in the first iPhone 1. Have you ever heard about the Van Allen Radiation Belt? I haven't. No. It's a zone around the Earth of energetically charged particles. These basically come from solar rays, um, solar flares, stuff like that. They say that most electronics should malfunction in this belt, so, it was said that, along with solar flares, solar wind, coronal mass ejections, were all argued to make this trip impossible. That, that makes sense. I mean, if all electronics are said to fail in this belt, then what kind of electronics back in the day, do you know what I mean, were, were that advanced enough that could get through that belt, if the iPhone couldn't, for example and the iPhone had more technology than the Apollo 11. Doesn't make too much sense. But since photos are a main type of evidence, they were obviously scrutinized the most. For example, the crosshairs on the camera appear to be behind some objects. So these cameras had glass covers with a crosshair etched into it to assist in aiming. With the crosshairs etched on the glass, there would be no way to have an object appear in front of these crosshairs. But some photos show objects clearly in front of the crosshairs. NASA claims this is due to photos being redeveloped and exposed, which leads to the light and image looking mixed or in front of the crosshairs. Another argument with the photos was the quality. It was argued that we also didn't have the technology to take such clear photos. NASA rebuttals this with saying they obviously only released the best photos taken, but if we had more technology on the first iPhone 1 and those photos turned out absolute shit, how were the moon's photos and videos so well if we had more technology in the first iPhone 1 than in the Apollo 11? That doesn't make much sense, eh?
1: These are the questions that (laughs) haunt me.
0: These are the questions. (laughs) These are the questions we should be writing to NASA about. Do you remember seeing any stars in any of the photos? No. No? No, you're right. There weren't any stars visible in them. Also, it was noted that the astronauts mentioned that they didn't see any stars in the sky while on the surface of the moon. Theorists say that NASA didn't add any of the stars in the photo, so astronomers wouldn't be able to pinpoint from where the photo was taken. But, if that's the case though, why wouldn't they just add the stars that would be visible from the moon? If they're faking this whole thing, and they say, well, people are going to be able to tell if we add the stars, because they'll see that the stars we added show that we're on Earth,
1: well, why not think add the stars? Really think they would atmosphere i'm pretty sure each planet has its own atmosphere
0: you're right nasa states but, are i'm
1: sorry i just wanted to get to that that star type of you know how they're like apparently a burning gas in this in, in space
0: yeah
1: what if it's just like people's farts traveling up and just turning into a star
0: And this is why we call this show Higher Theories. (laughs) Some of the theories are high. (laughs) Some of the hosts are high. (laughs) Basically, yeah, everything is high. (laughs) Thoughts and all. (laughs) But yeah, so NASA states our daytime sky is so bright because of the diffusion of light. So basically in space, or on the moon, there's no atmosphere to spread the light around, and the sky will appear black, resulting in no stars being visible. That's why the astronauts didn't see any stars, and that's why there's no stars in the photos. So says NASA. (laughs) In adding to the photo questions, some question the angle and color of the shadows of the photographs from the surface. Theorists argue that it looks as if artificial light was used to illuminate the set. That kind of makes sense. So they're saying that if the sun was, you know, on one side and the moon was here, shadow should be facing this way. But instead in the photo, the shadow is facing this way. hmm You know, why mm-hmm. is that? I wasn't able to find any info on a uh, rebuttal from NASA on that one. Uh, one weird piece of info I did find, though, was of a lady in Australia. She claimed that she was watching the live broadcast of the launch, and she witnessed a Coca-Cola bottle roll across the bottom right of her TV screen. Like, during the <laughs> live launch, like, she shows the rocket up in the sky, it's fucking launching, and just a little Coca-Cola bottle rolls like... It would look like it rolled through the sky, but on her TV screen. Again, no, no rebuttal from NASA from that. But what would you do if you seen that? I mean, like, instantly think that the that the launch is fake obviously right mm-hmm that the live video yeah. but yeah. obviously the live video isn't fake or is fake so do you remember seeing that video of Neil Armstrong um exiting the Apollo 11 we do we do do you uh what are your thoughts on that video
1: he was in a simulation
0: he was in a simulation <laughs> <laughs> so it was like one of their sets I guess yeah,
1: yeah. it had to be
0: yeah because, like, who was, who was standing outside their recording, you know, like, who was outside the Apollo 11, exactly. be like, okay, Neil, come on out now, I'm ready, I have my camera set up. It'd be an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of people do question the video of Neil Armstrong. This video is taken from outside the Apollo 11 and shows Neil leaving the spacecraft and taking his first step onto the moon's surface. To rebuttal this, NASA states that there is a camera assembly on the outside of the Apollo 11. While on the surface, Neil would trigger the switch that activates the camera assembly. They state the camera then folded down from the Apollo 11 and was positioned to face the entrance of the Apollo 11. Once Neil activated the switch, the camera started recording and broadcasting directly to Earth live. So, the flag. We've seen all the photos and maybe even the video. It shows the flag the astronauts placed do what seems to be swaying in the wind. If there was no wind on the surface of the moon, how would that flag be looking as if it's swaying? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I mean, it didn't leave Earth. I didn't leave hers. you You're still stuck on this felt tip pen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they state that the flag had been folded up tightly before deployment, so creases and wrinkles were obviously prominent in the flag. To explain the flutter scene on the video, it was explained by the fact that it happened as soon as the hand was taken off the pole, resulting in a wiggle of the pole, making the flag itself appear to be waving for a quick second. I mean that kind of makes sense, right, if you have this big pole and you take your hand off of it it might have like a little bit of a wiggle, right, which would then kind of make the, the flag seem to be like it's waving a bit. I could go on forever and ever about all the theories rebuttals NASA has about the theories enough to dedicate the podcast directly to this topic. Some including the footprints left, the mechanical issues, the footprints of the Apollo 11 itself were not visible, but the astronauts were able to leave some? Why? Cooling systems, delays in video and audio transmissions, missing data, blueprints, and the technology of the US versus the technology of the Soviet Union, not to mention Stanley Kubrick's involvement and many, many more. But we will save that for a part two of the moon landing. So that was the public's info on the landing, some conspiracies behind it, NASA's rebuttals to the claims. So I guess now it's time for personal theories. Uh, What's your personal theory? Not true. Not true. So say, out of 10, 1 to 10, give it a rating of 10 being absolutely true and 0 being absolutely false. Negative ten. Negative ten. Yikes. God, if you could push a switch with a felt tip pen, what, what would it change it to? It, if I gave you a switch and a felt tip pen, would it change your answer? No. Negative Negative
1: ten. Even the the flag. I feel like maybe we should do like our own test. Like, wrap one up and just. But then again, we have like. Different
0: atmosphere. Yeah, we not. would have we would need a vacuum to to do a test like that um, I'm not sure what kind of tests you could do to, to prove we went to the to the moon Are you Google it? No, <laughs> I'm sure Google will tell you that it's true <laughs> All right, well I would say that for me I want to say that it it happened. I know that there's a lot of um, reasons on why um, it might not have happened, and examples on why it didn't, and how it didn't happen. But I think with the proof that we have today of just looking up in the sky, watching actual rocket launches, like you can go and watch SpaceX launch a rocket until you can't fucking see it no more in the sky. And to me, I think that might even be all the proof that we need, but then again, you never know. For me, I would say the rating, I would give it, uh, maybe a 6 out of 10. Right on the believable side, but still pretty skeptical. Alright, now we are going to switch hosts and switch topics, um, to the mermaids.
1: Aquafarians. What is a mermaid? It's an aquatic creature with the head and upper body of a female human, and the tail of a fish. Mere, meaning sea and maid, meaning a young girl or young woman. The being with a humanoid torso and fish-like tail is only one type of aquafarian in fact there are many more advanced aquatic beings that come in all shapes and sizes the mythical creatures are known to have a bad reputation some believe they are responsible for kidnapping torture and even murder it's been said when someone is taken by a mermaid it tallies very well with what is held with the african traditional religion and we can't really say it's just a way of trying to explain things that people fail to comprehend
0: I gotta say, though, I've, from what I've seen of mermaids in, like, movies and stuff, if one was to kidnap me, probably wouldn't pay back.
1: Have you seen the ones in, uh, Peter Pan?
0: No. Did well, you... yes, but I forget what they
1: They tried to drown Wendy.
0: Oh, well, those would probably mean mermaids. Did <laughs> you see the blonde in that movie we watched? <laughs> 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 Marine. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean... You're blonde? What does it matter? Half. Half blonde, half.
1: <laughs> Information about merfolk appear in Japanese legend, Greek mythology, and ancient folklore, and medieval sailors who claim to encounter these sea maidens. The belief of mermaids may have risen at the very dawn of our species, Magical female figures first appear in cave paintings in the late paleolithic, uh, Stone Age period. Some 30,000 years ago, when modern humans gained dominion over the land, and presumably began to sell seas.
0: I don't know what I learned today. I learned that trees, like, trees in general, Mm -hmm. the first tree on earth was like 380 million years ago. And the first shark was 450 million years ago. Sharks are older than fucking trees. That's crazy. I thought trees were just like here since the beginning.
1: Well, at one point I'm pretty sure this, the the whole earth thing was just like one big island on a bunch of water and
0: somehow just separated, you know? I wonder if mermaids were like back then too. Because like water had so much to evolve in. You know, like the earth was mainly water at some point, right? Yeah. And we've only explored 5% of the ocean. Exactly. What if mermaids and like sharks like live together and you see like mermaids riding sharks? <laughs> like Atlantis type shit. But that will be saved for an episode on Atlantis coming up
1: sneak peek. (laughs) The sirens. Do you know what sirens are? Have Um, you heard of them?
0: I've only heard of them after speeding on the perimeter highway. (laughs) Um, Not those type of sirens. (laughs) No, I have not. Can you please tell me?
1: (laughs) The sirens of Greek mythology, especially the Odyssey. uh, Conceived as a half bird and half woman gradually shifted to the image of a fish-tailed woman. This shift possibly started as early as the Hellenistic period. As the first known mermaid stories appeared in the Syriac 1000 BC, the goddess Artegodis, mother of Assyrian queen Samarias, loved a mortal, a shepherd, and intentionally killed him. Ashamed, she jumped into the lake and took form of a fish but the waters could not conceal her divine beauty. So what what do you think about that? What if, like, I was a mermaid at one point and just... No, what if I was, like, uh, a siren and I fell in love with you and unintentionally killed you?
0: What would I do? I'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) How would you feel? I'd feel dead. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty dead. D-E-D. Dead. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably be pissed off as I'm dying, but... Like, I mean, how would I feel? (laughs) I can feel dead.
1: (laughs) What are your thoughts on it? What a siren is.
0: Well, I think the siren is pretty cool. Um, I mean, starting as a half bird, half woman... Um, it would be pretty badass being able to fly around, but then after she jumped into the lake because she was ashamed, um, it would be pretty interesting being able to take form of a mermaid, um, that'd be cool. Um, I think I would definitely try it if I had the possibility to. Would you?
1: Of course. There are like two different um, conspiracies actually about that. Um, after she took form of a mermaid, a human above waist fish below, although the earliest representation of Artigatis showed her as a fish with, human, with a human head, arms, similar to the Babylon god Ea sometime before 546 B.C. Malaysian philosopher Anaximander postulated that mankind had sprung from an aquatic animal species. He thought that humans who begin life with a prolonged infancy could not have survived otherwise. There have been a few sightings in the world of mermaids. These are just a few of them I could find on the internet
0: people have actually seen mermaids
1: we've had many encounters of mermaids around the world
0: any of them like video documented
1: quite a few yeah you can find a lot on youtube you can actually search it all up on google there's a lot recent but we'll save that for another time
0: um well tell me about some of these (laughs)
1: um we'll go with one of the Maybe possible first sightings to be documented would be nineteen forty-three Kai Island. And during the nineteen forties, Japanese soldiers were stationed on the Kai Island, Indonesia, and had some really interesting accounts with mer people. The local villagers knew the these creatures as Orangaken, which means human fish. A man named Sergeant Taro the village chief if one was ever captured to inform him immediately one day he found himself face to face with a creature he described as roughly four foot nine inches tall pinkish skin human looking face and limbs with spikes along its head and a mouth like carp
0: <laughs> it's just a real short white guy just doing the fish face <laughs> <laughs> 4. With, 4. with spikes
1: on his head, like, well, maybe he's along its head. One of those,
0: like, helmets that have the spikes on it. All you know, those children helmets. In 1943. In 1943, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, he's seen a mermaid. <laughs> 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 Done. <laughs> uh,
1: 1967, British Columbia, Canada. Ooh. Very
0: close. We do live in Canada.
1: This famous mermaid sighting is still up for debate. A group of tourists were on a ferry in Canada and spotted a topless woman. <laughs> and spotted a topless woman with silvery blonde hair on the beach. when they looked closer, they saw she had the lower half of a fish.
0: Ooh. Did they, they obviously probably did they have phones with them back then? 1967. I'm pretty no, they sure did not.
1: this this one was uh, documented. I'm pretty sure.
0: Um, I mean, they obviously didn't have uh, cell phones or even flip phones back then, but they definitely probably had camcorders back then, 1967, when no, no, not was created. Nope, not this time, no.
1: The next sighting was sometime in 1998 in Kauai. Off the coast of Kauai, a diver for Jack's Diving Locker, LeSheer, stated, i feel very lucky that i'm the one to finally prove to the world what people here have known for half a century the kawaii point mermaid is real this year was scuba diving one day with a group of tourists and all of a sudden they began to scream and point into the water seconds later a woman had jumped out of the water and what what they had described her appearance as a woman that had the lower half of a fish Shocked and frustrated, Lashir did not did not get a picture and continued on with his day.
0: Oh man, I would totally have tried to get a picture of it even.
1: Yeah. Later on, he was taking photos of underwater life and felt the water moving above him. Lashir found himself seeing the mermaid for a second time and he actually got a photo. Ooh. Uh, 2009 is real. This one was actually pretty pretty recent.
0: Ooh, let, me, let me hear about it.
1: This sighting is one of the world's most famous sightings you can find on the internet. In 2009, about a dozen people near Kiryat Yam, Israel, said they had saw a mermaid frolicking in the waves near the shore. This happened several times, and as more people testified, they did in fact see a mermaid. The Israel government finally took notice and issued a $1 million reward for anyone that could capture some real footage of the Israel mermaid. Sad to say that one one million is still up for grabs. Uh-huh. If anyone can prove the mermaid sighting was real. No one found...
0: That is... That's crazy that no one got another video of it after so many people had seen it. Right? You'd think that there would be at least one more video being able to be captured. Oh yeah. Huh.
1: There was several people... like With all these people, like... Basically saying that they had spotted a mermaid, but none of them had a camera on them at the time.
0: Yeah. But once there was the million dollar, like, bounty, I'm sure Mm -hmm. people even flocked to the area to...
1: I'm pretty sure that's what maybe drove them away. Made them not really want to come around more. Oh, maybe. People just trying area. Yeah, people trying to find them now, search for them. Maybe there's divers out there looking for them. You never know.
0: Good thought,
1: good thought. So this one was 2012, Zimbabwe. In the century of Zimbabwe, a dam was being worked on, but was never finished. Attempts to install pumps for irrigation at the dam near the eastern highland city of Mirtar came to an abrupt halt, because the workers not only believed, but blamed mermaids for their equipment misfunctioning. How would you feel about that? If you were trying to get something done and there was like these aquatic creatures just messing
0: with your your, it would obviously frustrate us for sure. We would want to get our stuff done, our work done. But if it's keep getting, if our you know our machines keep malfunctioning, then I don't know. I don't know what we would have to do. We would have to kind of deal with this mermaid.
1: Reports of the mermaid sightings were brought to attention as a traditional healer was called to cast the mermaids out. To this day, the dam was still not finished.
0: Really? So, the traditional healer didn't work? Or the, were they- maybe the- maybe the workers were just like, screw this, we're still going <laughs> You never know.
1: It was said that they had other people, not- like people that weren't from Zimbabwe, come to try and work on this dam mm. but when they actually went to do do this dam they discovered that they had also had these sightings of mermaids mm. and they didn't no longer want to uh return to the dam they didn't want yeah. to get it finished so
0: that
1: so that's the theory on mermaids aquafarians, and so many other names and physical characteristics they contain There are a variety of people who do believe these specimens exist, but there is a huge population that does not. I, for one, do believe that these aquatic beings exist. A conspiracy theory about any theory needs proof, and that would be just about anyone's question. Do you have proof? No one can yet prove that they do in fact exist. Yet people who have spent lots of time at sea claim to have seen and interacted with these aquatic phenomenons and somehow they have been a topic of interest amongst people for thousands of years. This will forever be an extraordinary belief until it's proven fact or fiction. So what are your thoughts?
0: Oh, tough. I definitely believe they exist. Um, Like I said earlier in the episode, water has been the main source of Earth um, since the beginning kind of thing. Water has dominated Earth. Water still dominates Earth. We've only explored 5% of the water that is on Earth. So I think the chances of them existing in an area that we just have not explored yet is very, very possible. I definitely think that. There could be some type of evolution that evolved humans into, or not humans into mermaids, but maybe mermaids into humans. See, there's that evolution theory that we came from the water, right? We were fish that started learning how to walk on, you know, little legs and this and that. So why couldn't mermaids do the same? Or why aren't mermaids the same? Maybe they are the same. But that is my my thought on it. So I definitely think they exist. My rating would definitely be an eight and a half out of ten for mermaids existing. What about no, you?
1: I've got, to, I've got to give it uh, at least a 20 out of 10.
0: 20 out of 10 just because there was no felt tip pens right? No,
1: nope, no nope, felt tip pens.
0: There we go 20 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was the first episode. We want to thank all the people who listened to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. Just do a simple search of Higher Theories and you will find us. Thank you once again. Goodbye.